Hello and welcome to Recruiting and Hospitality from Caterer.com. I'm Lancelot Narayan and in each programme we invite top names from the hospitality industry to discuss issues concerning employers. We'll be talking recruitment, development and retention and also about matters that affect you and your teams. And in this edition we're going to be talking about apprenticeships. It's going to be a big discussion, let's hope. To discuss this with me today are... Uh, my name is Jay Scott. I'm the Learning and Development Manager for Firmdale Hotels. I'm Julia Morell. I'm the Director of People and Development for Firmdale Hotels. My name is Joe Simovic and I'm Director of Excellence for Umbrella Training. My name is Donatella Galliano and I'm Reception Supervisor at the Haymarket Hotel by Firmdale. Thank you all for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, can I begin by asking um, each of you uh, your opinions on, on this particular um, this particular question, but also, you know, if you want to bounce off each other, like I said, please, please do. Why are apprenticeships so important, particularly to the hospitality industry? I think um, they're, they're extremely important to the hospitality industry because they're a great opportunity for, for individuals to really invest and develop in their, their, their own way forward you know they're, they're a great opportunity for people to really kind of get themselves into that growth mindset on what can I do to develop myself what support is there and apprenticeships offer the structure they offer the opportunity and I think they offer the, the drive for people to, to really try and invest themselves with the with the correct support um, behind them you know it's something we're incredibly proud of here at Firmdale Hotels um, that we have such a great number of people who want to do that and are in that mindset of growth. Um, and it's just really great to be able to work with them in a structure that you can definitely see them, you know, progressing in their own careers. I completely agree with uh, what Jay is saying. I think at Firmdale, we have a large proportion of our employees who come and start with us and they want to know what their career path is or what their personal development plan is and apprenticeships is a key major part of what those personal development plans are for people. It gives them the additional skills and the learning for them to see things differently and to be able to be incredibly successful in their careers. It's really interesting what you're saying because you're so focused on the individuals and that's super important. Um, at Umbrella Training we have started off with individuals are, are who we work with, they're our learners, but we have started off with a bigger picture in mind and thought, how, how do apprenticeships matter to the businesses that we work with, with hospitality businesses that we are supporting? Um, and apprenticeships are beyond important in um, productivity of each hospitality business because ultimately by supporting those individuals and providing that structured development um, that leads to certain progression and that progression is clear we're allowing the businesses to paint a picture of that progression and keep and retain those um, employees so it's not just about the the individuals it's looking at the apprenticeships as a strategic um, strategic development tool for every business in, in hospitality and just to give you an idea of what's happening at the moment the government has um, finally got the idea that hospitality is the one of the most important sectors for development of the, the country. And in July, we had the long-awaited sector skills deal being signed. 
And apprenticeships are the key part of that agenda because of that structured development in place. So they're important because they will, apprenticeships are important because they will make a difference to the productivity of hospitality as a as an industry, but also support all of those individuals and businesses in, in thriving. You just answered the next question without me asking. Did I? So I'm so sorry. That's, I'm glad. <laughs> okay. Donatella, to you personally, what? how do you feel? Do you think, how has being an apprentice affected you personally? How important has it been in your your career guidance and your your trajectory forward? Well, I would like to relate to what George just said. I literally just finished my supervisory um, apprenticeship of the duration of one year. I think it was the best experience I've had. Um, hospitality is probably one of the best fields you can apply apprentice, apprenticeship to because it's so broad. There is so much to learn about it. So much it involves from operations to being part of a team, supporting a team and knowing the guests so much human relation in it. I think it's probably the field that can benefit the most from it. And this is what I've I've learned probably because I went back to my workplace every day, not just at the end of it, but literally every month after our session, seeing my improvement every month. I improved a lot in the way I was looking at the team, if in the way I was helping them in being the best person they could be, helping the company to give them the best environment, place to work, place to work, and for them to fulfill what, what they wanted to fulfill and feel like they were actually part of a team and an objective. Um, it also pushed, pushed me a lot into analysing what I was doing, how I was behaving with them. So it helps you a lot in your personal development as a person, as a worker and as a manager. The one in particular I did was to become a manager. Um, I think, yeah, as Joe said, it's the, probably the, the best field and this should go, this should go on more, should happen more. Joe, uh, moving back to you, um, how does umbrella training uh, how do their hospitality apprenticeship schemes, how are they designed? With a lot of passion. <laughs> with a lot of passion and with, Good with, with a lot point. of insight. Um, and I'm not going to use and, and, and tell you all the secret ingredients, but but to just give you some of the components of what, what we do with the, the apprenticeship schemes, we the key point is there is not a single apprenticeship scheme that is the same, um, because it shouldn't be. Each one of the businesses has specific key performance indicators, specific vision, specific values and people that work for them. So something that works for Firmdale doesn't necessarily work for um, another hospitality business. Something that works for a hotel group wouldn't work for a small, um, medium-sized business or a smaller hotel. Um, so it is about tailoring the approach to apprenticeship and working with the standards that are absolutely amazing. They have been designed by employers like Julia and Jay, they have been, you know, consulted on uh, um, by, by learners like Donatella. And the idea is that the standards are there to, to support the development, the structured approach. But ultimately, the way you use the standards and the way you approach the apprenticeship program can be completely different in different settings. Um, and I think that's our starting point, that we actually spend a lot of time designing the program. So there is no off-the-shelf product. Um, and when someone comes to me and says, you know, I want to spend my levy, that's the worst starting point for a discussion because actually what I like is to have a discussion about 
these are the development needs of my business, these are the development needs of specific departments, and then finally these are the development needs of the individuals going on to these, these programs. Um, we discuss a lot business goals, the vision, the values, and how do we incorporate that into the messaging throughout the program. So a lot of the times, year on year, the message that we're trying to carry through in the programs will be different. So one year it could be focused on change management, and a lot of case studies could be around change management if the business is going through the change. Another year, the same organization might have a, a similar apprenticeship, but, but with a different take, if that makes sense. And also we, we try to sort of spend time understanding at the next level, what are the departmental needs and what are the, the individual's needs of the people that are coming onto the program. So there are several layers of... Um, analysis of skills, knowledge, and behaviour needed to be incorporated into how do you, the program. How do, you, how do you do that? How do you? It's um, the, the initial stages of the training needs analysis for the organisation is spending probably two months uh, lead into leading into the design, where we spend probably two, three days in the businesses, um, talking to the key players, um, running focus groups, and really trying to understand where where the where the development should go and what the program should look like to bring the, that those key objectives back into the business. And then the next stage is looking at departmental needs. So a lot of the times we'll meet with the uh, heads of the departments. Um, at the moment, for a lot of our businesses, housekeeping is, is a um, key area to look into. Uh, we spend a lot of time in the kitchens as well with head chefs talking about how do we recruit, train and retain people. And apprenticeships... And designing them right is a, is a key factor in, in a lot of our business partners' uh, uh, strategies. So it's about collaborating, I suppose. Um, as far as Firmsdale, Firmdale is concerned, when did you begin your apprenticeship programme? How, how did it start? And well, I when? think also kind of coming into what Joe was just saying there, I think that's really important for us as well, because before we started the apprenticeship programme, it was about choosing the right apprenticeship provider. And I think for any of the listeners that are thinking about doing that, this is not just working with somebody who connects into your business. This is somebody who you are bringing in to be part of your business. You know, we work with Umbrella for our apprenticeships and a couple of other providers as if they're almost extensions of our team. And that's one of the attractions of the apprenticeship to us as well. And, and we started delivering apprenticeships um, a number of years ago, but in a small capacity. Um, so we we had limited budget. Um, we were doing mostly around chef apprentices uh, initially. Um, we really invested a lot more into our apprenticeship program in terms of of working directly with suppliers and and increasing the the access to our people um, about three years ago. Um, and that's when we've now you know we went from numbers of kind of six seven seven apprentices to where we are today, where we've got. 60, 70 apprentices um, within our business. Um, and it, it grows every year. Every year we see more people asking about what are those opportunities? Where can I go? What can I do? And we spend a lot of time working with Umbrella, working with our general managers um, and our people in development team to get that message out there so people know there is direction for you. There is opportunities for you to grow um, within our business. Um, that then spills out into attraction new people as well. You know, it's. Not, it, I think apprenticeships are one of these things where one of the challenges we had um, really three years ago was we already had a development program. 
Um, the biggest challenge, one of, one of the biggest challenges that we had was we're now moving to an apprenticeship. Well, what does that mean? Um, and I think initially people thought this idea of, well, that's for when people leave education, you join an apprenticeship to get into an organization. And it's like, yes, that is one, one element to it. But now what we see, 80, 80 to 85% of our apprentices are from people internally who want to grow, who want to develop, know that we work with an organization like Umbrella um, and, and, and invest time, their time and their, um, their abilities with us and with Umbrella to move forward. Did you find that there is um, uh, still a hangover? There used to be a kind of stigma to doing apprenticeships um, because, you, you know, you did an apprenticeship because you, didn't, you couldn't cut university. Um, I think more and more now that's bunkum. Um, is that something you had to overcome? Um, I think a little bit. A little bit, because it's the word apprenticeship. I mean, I remember I, I, a lot of people you speak to would have started in some kind of apprenticeship. I remember when I first left high school, um, I joined a modern apprenticeship, which ironically was many, many years ago, and it didn't feel modern at that time, let alone let alone looking back at it now. But um, I think that stigma has changed. And I think what, when we when we refer to apprenticeships now, what we're really referring to is career path, career progression, career development, developing your current existing skills um, to help you move towards the next stage, whatever that would be. And I think that's that's more now where apprenticeships are. Um, but it's also used to attract younger talent as well. So it's also saying to people, you know, university is not for everybody. Um, you know, continued education in, in the traditional sense is not for everybody. So that is also a route into um, a lifelong career or, um, a, a, you know, a lifelong experience within the hospitality industry. So I think it balances the both really well now. Julia, can I, another question. Can I ask you about your, the programmes that you offer at Firmdale and what they entail? Yes, absolutely. So, well, just going back a little bit on the, the history of apprenticeships at Firmdale, we, we were running the, um, I suppose, the old style now apprenticeships. And whenever we created those programmes, we always added on the Firmdale training to those uh, the, the qualifications that used to exist. So, we Can you just as briefly a, explain the difference between old school and modern. Okay, era, well, the modern game. Yeah, the the old <laughs> the old school style was very much there was a checklist of things that you needed to be shown or uh, you had seen, you had experienced, and you just really had to tick a lot of boxes to say yes, I've done that. And I think that's why when we created the original, uh, so we did customer service, we did uh, chef apprenticeships, we added in what we wanted those roles to be able to deliver as an employee at Firmdale. Um, so we always had presentations to uh, board level management within those structures. Um, we had idea creation we had um, presentations and um, that, that kind of element that we added on because we wanted to give people the exposure to their ideas being actually implemented within the business and there actually be some uh, outcome of them doing the apprenticeship rather than just getting a qualification. Um, and that worked really well. So when we got to the point where the apprentice levy then came in and these standards changed um, 
in a really positive way for people's personal development, as, as we were saying before. I think um, we were able to work with Umbrella to be able to keep those elements of what our, our original programs had. And we had to look at how we adapted those standards with the Firmdale culture and the business that we are. So we still maintain those presentations uh, with our uh, board directors and senior management and the general managers of, of the hotels where those apprentices are. Um, and that idea creation and those projects actually being able to be implemented within the business. But they're now part of the standard. You, you, to an extent, Firmdale was visionary in some ways because even under the old apprenticeships, you had what is now a key element of the of the new apprenticeship, which is that endpoint assessment and that business project and that presentation. So, in essence, you know the best of the you have kept or the, the, the or used the best of the new apprenticeships already in the old ones, and I think that's why they were so successful in the first place. Even though the actual standards at a time, the frameworks, as we used to call them, didn't necessarily allow for that that much, that that addition of, of you know, presenting to the highest ranking officer in the, the organisation was, was quite visionary at the time. But it's, it's that investment in these kind of programmes. You know, we, we, we want our people to develop within the business. This is a, a, a huge learning programme where you've got this uh, talent growing uh, and being promoted and transferring within your group um, to, to such a level. And because we've seen the success of being able to add these extra bits that make, a, um, you know, a, up to supervisory or up to manager, to we've seen this level of progression through these programs. So it, it made sense, as Jay says, this management development program that we had it made sense to be able to just really incorporate that. And when we talk about the, you know, the stigma of apprenticeships, there was that sort of um, early on uh, feeling where we, we, we actually call them management development apprenticeships because we had to com combine this original management development program with the word apprenticeship. We couldn't just say, oh, you're going to do an apprenticeship because you might have somebody that's been in the business five years and, you know, it's that feeling of, well, I haven't, as Jay says, I haven't just left school, so why would I consider doing an apprenticeship? But that's the whole thing. They were starting mm -hmm. the new roles. There were, there was, and the idea of the, the new apprenticeships is that concept from novice to expert. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're leaving school at 16 to 18 and that's when you're a novice because the biggest issue that we, we do have in hospitality, and let's be honest about it, is that, you know, we train on the job, we promote quickly. It's an amazing career to be in because you could be, you know, within three, four years managing a large department. But the reality is the structured, clear development paths are sometimes lacking. And by having these apprenticeships to be there for you to be considered a novice manager, even though you might have worked for the organisation for five years, but you've just been promoted into this role and to go, well, you do need structured training. Let's put you in a, in a management apprenticeship programme really made, makes, makes sense. And again, you know, when we started, when, when we were working, because I worked with Firmdale on the management development programs, it feels like I've, you know, it's been, it's been years. <laughs> You're um, on the payroll now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been over a decade. That, that's how long the collaboration and the partnership and, 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 and I suppose working together on, on 
imagining uh, and reimagining the, the the development programs that has lasted between us. Working on the apprenticeships for firm that was particularly difficult because we had to go, well, no, this is a new world. Let's design it specifically for this. So although some of the topics might look the same, the approach was very, very different because we had to go, these are the novice managers. It's not just, a, it's not about upskilling. It's about taking that journey from novice to expert and saying, this is what we need to do to get you there as a new manager. Donatella, um, let's talk to someone who's been through this, going through this <laughs> now. Uh, it's all well and good. The experts here, you know, banging on. Um, and very nicely, I add. Why initially did you choose to take up an apprenticeship? Well, I have to be honest, I have to admit I didn't really make so much of an effort because I was wondering, I was around kind of ready to learn something else because I was feeling a little bit stuck, but they actually came to me offering this opportunity. So my manager came to me and explained, listen, we're doing this apprenticeship. Would you like to go to the orientation day, which was absolutely fantastic. So full of details, people ready there to help you to understand which was the best one for you. In my position, it was very clear. So I've been a supervisor for a year already. So I was working towards becoming a manager. So we just went through all the um, all the faces and the parts of the course, everything was very clear from the beginning and, as Joe said, very structured, which is what appealed me the most because I had a clear idea of what I would have done, where I would have got at the end of the of the course. Um, it was an effort. It was. It required a lot of time and energy and it was absolutely worth it. And, I mean, the, the passion and the energy that you can see from the voices of these people actually real. Like, it was, it's been really fun. It was really fun. But the reason was mainly because I was ready to progress and the job experience only, my everyday life was not enough. So you, I did need something else. So this was really helpful and I arrived at the right time, really. And the right the right uh, course for you, yes. it, it spoke to you directly and it and it was the right it was the right fit for you. It was a perfect fit for me. It was fitting what I wanted to become, so my my journey and it was, as Joe said, there was a strong collaboration between Umbrella and between the companies. So sometimes you would you would feel as you they were part of the same company. So it was not difficult to also understand what they wanted to offer to you. So the communication was really easy. So the process all came very very easily. Um, it's it was organized in a, in a in a way that was also very easily compatible with work, which helped because there's a lot of work to do already and you have to study. So yeah, I. I find it very easy to find the right choice. And um, I think they have a lot of, a big range of offers for front office, which is not very typical because, as they were saying, is something, as a non-British, I was not very familiar with apprenticeship, the idea of apprenticeship, um, because in my country they don't really use it that much. So, But as Jay said, yes, it comes more for F&B, it's something that's thought more for F&B, chefs. So having this opportunity for front office was really amazing. Let's talk about that because pe people initially think it is just F and B um, because the, that's what the public see mainly, but they don't realise there's a lot of behind this. Well, the people listening to this, uh, people from the industry will understand it. But let's, can we talk a little bit about, you know, back of house and behind the scenes apprenticeships? What, what, what are they? Well, I mean, we currently offer um, eight different apprenticeships at Firmdale. Two of those are, are culinary. 
Um, so uh, for our commie sh- uh, chef and also our chef de party as well. Um, then we also have a hospitality team member. So that's for your front office, your restaurant. We really make it fit whatever role you are in. So the, the apprenticeship itself, um, which I know Joe will explain a little bit more, but it's 75% of it is is content that will absolutely help you in your career within hospitality. An additional 25% of it is based around what job role are you currently in? What department are you currently in? How can we help you use all of these skills in that department? And those apprenticeships continue from hospitality team member apprenticeship right through to operations manager. Um, so we offer those um, and the apprenticeships in between there. Uh, this year, we also introduced um, the learning and development practitioner apprenticeship as well. So again, what we're speaking to people there is if if you're if you're a manager and and you invest time training in your team, or you happen to be one of our departmental trainers, we also have an apprenticeship for you to help you bring that element to your your skill set. Um, and then we also offer maintenance apprenticeships as well. Um, you know, so you know, and what we are encouraging more and more of our departments to do is to say if there's if there's something there that we don't currently offer, we will happily go out there and look if there's an apprenticeship for that particular role as well. So we've recently been looking at potential, you know, sales um, apprenticeships. We've been looking at beauty and spa based apprenticeships. Um, so you know, it's getting bigger and bigger, and people are now coming to us and saying, "What is there? Is there something else more specific for me as well? Let's have a look." Let's see if it's there for you because we've now got more investment through the levy than than we've ever had before. So this is a great opportunity um, to, to to expand and get bigger. And that I genuinely genuinely see that happening. We will get bigger and we'll see more apprenticeships being offered for all different levels of role. Terrific. Now, okay, it's been mentioned three times now. Uh, can't ignore it anymore. The apprenticeship levy. Now, Joe, over to you. Can oh, you explain? <laughs> because you know, to some employers, it, it it can still be a little opaque. Um, it is it is a lot, especially when it came out, um, when it started. There was a lot to think about, a lot to wrap your mind around. Can you make it crystal clear for us, please, and how you know, it works? I'm sure that I, I remember writing a blog about this because I, I came out of a meeting with a client who said, "Could you please just summarise it for me? Because this feels like it's." You know, it's it's a mystery. It's a mystery to me. So I, I I did spend some time trying to 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 make it as crystal clear to myself first and to to the clients that I work with. But really, it's it's a really simple concept. Um, I, I'm going to play on the word that Jay used earlier on, and and you you said the word investment. So I'm going to start with a, a a bigger picture thinking. You need to think about your apprenticeship levy as an opportunity for an investment and not tax. That's what I want to start with. But to clarify it, it is a tax. And it's a tax that is imposed right. on, on um, hospitality businesses that pay have payroll of over 3 million. So 0.5% of the payroll is taken every month um, by HMRC. Um, it's quite um, an automatic process. You don't really feel it. Uh, in essence, it just happens. And that amount of money goes into a digital account, digital apprenticeship account. Um, and um, employers like Jane Julia use a digital apprenticeship service to manage their apprenticeship levy. So in essence, the government has taken the money, put it into the, this um, account, this pot of money, um, and that can be only used for apprenticeships. 
the idea was when this was introduced to increase the number of apprenticeships being um, started in in um, UK and 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 to ensure that um, employers are more involved with the apprenticeships in essence. Um, for some of the employers that are as engaged as Firmdale and some of our other clients, certainly we see that not only that do they use their apprenticeship account, but they um, go over their levy, in which case the um, way they collaborate with, I suppose, government is that the government pays 95% of the apprenticeship um, and the employer, when they go over their levy, they overspend their levy, they pay 5%, which is called um, co-investment. Um, so in essence, even some of the businesses are seeing this as an amazing opportunity to invest into their workforce. So they uh, work um, with their learning and development departments to really emphasize on using apprenticeship levy and going to that co-investment stage where they're prepared to pay that 5% for the government to invest the rest of the 95%. And just for a side note, for those of your listeners that are small and medium uh, uh, sized businesses, they those who are not paying levy or the non-levy paying uh, uh, businesses, um, they can go into the co-investment um, agreements as well. So they have an opportunity to um, have apprenticeships, but they have to uh, put 5% um, co-investment and then the government pays 95%. Does that make sense? Not to me. Okay. <laughs> hopefully no, to the others. To people listening, yeah. hopefully it will. Yeah. You know. An interesting concept that we have now is the levy transfers as well. And this is... This is something that is amazing for us as a community, a hospitality community. Um, there are some businesses that are so large that their payroll is to that point that their levy pot will never be used up. But then we have some small uh, um, boutique hotels, some small businesses in hospitality that um, cannot even find a way to, to fund those 5% co-investments. So a levy transfer is something that, for example, GLA uh, and Ma Mayor of London are, are really supporting for London London community. And they have created a London Progression Collaboration, which in essence is a think tank slash a group of people that is aiming to, to work with the large employers that want to share their levy, transfer their levy, and the small employers that can't access the, 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 the apprenticeship funding to actually go, we'll give you some levy um, and, and to create those connections. And umbrella training, we already do that internally, but we're really keen to support the London Progression Collaboration in, in this as well. How well is that working? Um, with us, it's working really well because we have um, found a way to... Uh, for the lack of a better word, matchmake between um, our larger employers that we work with and a very small employers. So we had up until this point two or three transfers that Umbrella Training has already done um, internally. And when I say two or three transfers, there is probably about 20 apprentices that have benefited from this already. Um, when it comes to uh, London Progression Collaboration, it's something that is... Um, still sort of in its early stages so we're we're trying to support that as part of hospitality community and I know that you know this is something completely sort of new and 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 probably first time disclosing it but in the National Apprenticeship Week there's definitely going to be some some <clears throat> um, events around this that umbrella training will be um, leading on it's very easy uh, for us in London to be to live in this bubble. Uh, be very London centric. Does this spread out to 
other parts of the country as well? I mean, does it can it benefit other parts of the UK? Absolutely. Well, just to give you the idea, the transfers that I'm referring to, uh, two out of three transfers are not London centric. So, um, and we have um, at the moment we are arranging transfers for. Um, a small boutique group um, in Medway. We have um, a coffee chain that is getting their first apprentice and collaborating with a hotel chain in the east of England. Um, So a lot of this collaboration is actually happening not in London but out of London because of umbrella community. And, you know, when you sort of come under our umbrella, there is a way to to get that funding in some way. And, And it's nice working together. I'm getting smiles all over the place here. Yes, Abdali. <laughs> <laughs> she had to get it in. Had to get it in. <laughs> well done. Very Thank smooth. You. Very smooth. Talking about the industry as a whole, how do you see hospitality apprenticeship schemes growing and benefiting the industry? What's your hope uh, for how it how it will work and pan out, and what and what do you, what do you see moving forward? Personally, I, I hope it continues to expand. Um, you know, we're at a critical time at the moment um, for it, our industry and, and many other industries. Um, and from a learning and development point of view, and, and from a personal point of view as well, the apprenticeship levy has allowed us to invest more into our people. So if we can continue to do that, if we can expand that in some way, there's no losers in that sense. You know, everybody wins. We, we're going to have, we're going to be able to attract the best talents. We're going to be able to train the best talent. We're going to be able to retain the best talent. The, those are three challenges. Every industry, every organization, certainly every hotel chain, every hospitality organization is facing. Um, so apprenticeships give you kind of, in a way, a ready-made solution to, to at least work one step closer towards a solution for those, those challenges that we face. What's your retention been like? From people on apprenticeships, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, like not everybody, not everybody stays. Some people have uh, have decided, you know, with with the 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 loom of Brexit coming, some people have returned to their their native countries. Um, we, I believe, we have one or two people that have decided the apprenticeship wasn't for them and have stayed within the organisation, but have left the apprenticeship. But on average, we were we would say around about ninety six percent of our people have completed the apprenticeship, um, and within that, we we. We believe around about 45% have received promotions either during the apprenticeship or following the apprenticeship. So we're chuffed with that. I mean, that, that's just a great success rate for us. Um, and other people see that and they want a little bit of it as well. And then we, we, we get, you know, we get managers that come into us and say, oh, you know, that's really great. We've seen these people progress. And that leads to conversations for going, well, actually, how can we help you? Um, and we've got managers doing, you know, the the level five operations manager apprenticeship. You know, it's a two year course, a foundation degree level. What's what's not to like, you know? And from a learning and development manager's point of view, ticking boxes all around. I've now we've gone from investing twenty thousand pounds into a program like this to having over a hundred thousand pounds to invest. We're we're winning on this. The only people who think we're not winning are maybe people who deal with accounts because they see money coming out. But we're like, <laughs> no, no, we pro- as long as we're spending that, we're absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, from us, it's it's great. And we will definitely be continuing, uh, you know, our collaboration with Umbrella and Apprenticeships moving forward and are looking to expand our offering as well. What about you, Julia? What, what you, knowing what you know now, uh, having been through the, you know, this this whole rebuild of the, of the scheme, what do you see moving forward um, in terms of, industry-wide improvement um i think as an industry i'd like to well i think 
being able to sort of hear our story and how successful it's already been in quite a short uh, space of time. I think, you know, if, if other uh, companies who maybe haven't got to that point of being able to either convert their existing training into being able to benefit from, from the levy or even just the, the sort of bits of knowledge that Joe went through in terms of all of these other little bits that kind of come with the levy that, you know, you don't always read about or you don't always see. I think, you know, just that knowledge expanding and, and Joe calls it a hospitality community and it really is a hospitality community. I mean, everybody knows everybody in hospitality and that's what's beautiful about the industry. Um, I think just as that word spreads, it's just going to benefit more and more people wanting to work in the industry and then being able to progress um, throughout the industry. So as, as Joe says, it's, it's a win-win all around. It's going to benefit the people that work in the industry and it also benefits the employers massively because you're constantly training and developing your people and attracting people and retaining people are right on the top of everybody's agendas. Retention is king. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Joe, wh what would your advice be to an employer considering starting an apprenticeship scheme? What would you, what would you tell them? Apprenticeships are a huge commitment. Unless you're fully prepared to commit and spend time designing a bespoke apprenticeship that fits your business, picking an off-the-shelf product and going, I'm doing an apprenticeship or spending spending the levy just for the sake of spending it is not the right thing to do. Or it might be the right thing to do for the business, but do not expect the, the, the success that, that um, you know, you've heard today because it is a huge commitment, but it also come, comes with a return on the investment that that can be measured and that if it's envisaged at the beginning, if it's strategized, if, if it's agreed at the beginning, it can be delivered. So I suppose for me, it's about making sure that you collaborate with your apprenticeship provider. It's, it's not, it's not a one way street. Standards are there, but they're there to be interpreted and used and worked on and, um, programs should be designed to fit the businesses that, that the apprenticeship providers are working with. And also, you know, make them yours. These apprenticeships are there for your individuals, your learners, your employees to really benefit. And the only way you're going to get that is if you make them fit your culture. So I suppose take time, invest, and that return on investment will come. And, you know, it will come through the projects that Julia mentioned earlier on. You know, in some of the projects at Firmdale, when we actually measure the return on the investment, in I remember two or three that brought considerable amount of money back into the business or saved money or, you know, created elements of culture that we now celebrate. Um, and that's something that, that will stay as a legacy behind the learners who have done the projects, but also it's a legacy of Firmdale Hotels that they have supported that kind of development. Just to go back to, to the earlier question, I think it's, growing apprenticeships and, and being proud of apprenticeships and celebrating success is the key to not just retention, but the attraction. And I'm going to go not to attraction of the people that are already interested. I'm talking about those parents of the 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds that are thinking, you know, where should I 
direct my child to or what should what opportunities should I should I give them and when they come and dine in your restaurants in your in your stay in your hotels this is your recruitment pool and if we are able to show to those parents that we actually provide a clear educational opportunities within the businesses that we're not just going to throw them into the deep end they're not just going to sit by Nelly they will have as good as a program, if they went to university, that's what's going to make a difference. That's what's going to make a difference to productivity. So my take on apprenticeships is that I'm academically trained. You know, I, I spend my time doing the masters and, and, and crying through the, you know, thesis and everything else. And all that I could think of is I wish I could put this in practice. I wish they talked my language. Um, apprenticeship provide that opportunity. We talk the language of people who are more practical and it's at the same level as academics, and that's what we need to be proud of and pushing forward as as a community. We've got a re- quite a funny story about that, though, because we 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 totally buy into what Joe's saying there, and we, we do a lot of you know kind of advertisement and open evenings for external people who want to get in um, to hospitality on an apprenticeship. And I remember one story specifically where we'd invited people in to talk about our chef apprenticeship scheme that we had. We had one of our um, screening rooms full of people and they'd brought their parents and their in some cases their wives their girlfriends their partners um and we presented about the great opportunity of the chef apprenticeship program at firmdale hotels and i remember specifically speaking to one parent who was so excited about the possibility of her son being considered for a position um so excited to the point where the day later we received an application from her as well <laughs> so when we talk about engaging parents oh, you know and we had two two applications from from you know in this case mother and son i'm you know i'm really happy to sit here and say that that the son who applied he's still working for Saudi fantastically well um and will be finishing his chef apprenticeship in, in the coming months um but it is it's about showing to people you know this is just a great great opportunity um and we're full of little success stories like this. And we know that person's going to go on and, and do great things. Um, and we've played a part in that. Um, as I said, it's, it is literally win-win all around. What happened to the mum? I think she actually came to the selection. She, we we did invite well. her to the selection day. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. It might not have been the right career option for, for, for mum. Yeah. Enthusiastic. But we changed mom. the perception. Yeah. And that's, that's what matters. <laughs> that's what matters. And by changing those perceptions and having, you know, imagine imagine your apprenticeship program being talked about as the apprenticeship program to go to if you want to be a chef or if you want to be, you know, the next hospitality manager. You know, people shouldn't be going to Switzerland or going to, you know, France for amazing career in hospitality they should be sent to our hotels and and learning and earning on the job that that's that's the point of the apprenticeships donatella where do you see your career moving forward and how has your experience help how will it help you get there well i definitely want to stay in hospitality of all the experiences i've had since i finished university this is the place where I found the highest number of passionate people around me. I've never found something so great around me. So um, I see myself as um, progressing as a manager um, in front office for sure. I just love being behind the desk and the contact with the guests is something I can't, I can't be without. Um, 
yeah, I think I would probably take another <laughs> apprenticeship if they give me the opportunity. Really? There are different levels. Yeah, from supervisor, supervisory manager. So there are different ones. Um, so that might be the next step. And um, certainly want to grow up in um, in the hospitality field in front office. That's my choice. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, as you can see, you know, Dental comes from a university background, but her background was not in hospitality and that's the whole thing you know you have people i had someone who had a phd in molecular biology and they were a housekeeping supervisor and and you know she started two months in and and she was really struggling with giving feedback um and and you know someone said but she can't go on an apprenticeship that was under the old old system and in under the old system no she couldn't but with the new concept of the apprenticeships that talks about you know are you a novice in this job and she certainly was you know she she, she flew through that apprenticeship and she's now one of the most renowned head housekeepers in in London which is amazing but her her original take was yeah she wanted to do a molecular biology and from that you know she came to 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 London changed her career and she's really enjoying now the the, the her career in in housekeeping and being the head housekeeper and gunning for that you know group role so we need to think wider. So even if you have previous qualifications in, in something that is not related to hospitality, that won't stop you from being considered a novice in that role and, and being supported in that training and having that, that handheld at that first three to six months in that role and, and first year on the apprenticeship. It's been a fascinating discussion. Thank you all for joining me today. It's been, a, it's been really great and I've learned a lot. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's uh, at caterer.com. That's caterer, D-O-T-C-O-M. Likewise on Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast now on iTunes. Um, I keep forgetting to mention that. But yeah, we're also on Spotify. And be sure to check out our blog, which is blog.caterer.com. Recruiting Hospitality is recorded and edited at Offset Audio by Simon Harris. It's produced by Lorna Silvestri and I'm Lancelot Narayan. Be sure to join us next time on Recruiting in Hospitality from Catra.com. Bye-bye.